Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Sid. I have Brother Corey assisting me today. We are the Commandment Keepers Church. Uh, today, we have a detailed lesson prepared for our brothers and sisters internationally. Today's lesson will be called The Power of Time and Purpose, brothers and sisters. The Power of Time and Purpose. Today's lesson will highlight the significance of of time and purpose, brothers and sisters. We will utilize the Bible to illustrate the urgency in which we should exercise time for a distinct purpose, brothers and sisters. Today, we will learn that all things have a purpose and there are no coincidences. The power of time and purpose. We're going to go to, we're going to have Brother Corey start at Job chapter 14, verse 1. Job 14, verse 1. Man that is born of a woman is a few days. What did that part say? Man that is born of a woman is a few days. Our life is very short, brothers and sisters. We don't have much time on the earth. So one thing we must be conscious of is time, brothers and sisters. We must be very sensitive concerning time. Why? Could you read that again? Verse 1. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. When it says a few days, brothers and sisters, that means your life is not that long. So we really have to be conscious of time. Why? Because it can never be recovered, brothers and sisters. Therefore, we don't have time to waste, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, brother? Job 14 verse 1. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. And what? And full of trouble. Look at that, brothers and sisters. This small scripture has so much information in it. It's talking about a few days of life, brothers and sisters. Which means, the greatest tragedy in life is wasted time, brothers and sisters. It's not death, but wasted time. This scripture tells you, you have your time is short and full of trouble, brothers and sisters. So the Most High does not promise life to be without problems and failure just because we believe in him, brothers and sisters. There is a designated time allowed for us to complete an assignment. Man, that's born of a woman. That means anyone who came from a woman, brothers and sisters, no matter how much money you have, no matter how popular you are or how cute you think you are, brothers and sisters, we all are fighting against time and trouble, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's go to Ecclesiastes. I'm going to stick in the Old Testament here, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. Remember, he said, time is short and full of trouble. Ecclesiastes 12 and 1. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. What did that say, brother? Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Now, this is critical. This is vital here, brothers and sisters, because it tells you that Job 14 said time is short, brothers and sisters, and full of trouble. And then Solomon urges us to do what? Could you read that again? Verse 1. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Remember now the creator in the days of your youth, brothers and sisters. See, your youth, that's the time you're supposed to spend getting closer to the creator. Why? Because he knows your purpose. 
So you spend time with him in in your youth. You find your purpose and then you use your adult life to fulfill that purpose, brothers and sisters. This is key. Remember your creator in the days of your youth, brothers and sisters. Why? Because the only thing worse than death is a life devoid of purpose, brothers and sisters. This scripture is showing us the season of youth is designated for discovering our purpose, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, brother? Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. That's key. The first part, the very first word, remember. Why? Because when the Most High is neglected, our capacity for having joy in our life is diminished, brothers and sisters. You are not your own. You have no right to yourself, brothers and sisters. Could you read that, brother? Verse 1. Remember, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. <laughs> so this telling you, as you get older, <laughs> brothers and sisters, more trouble comes because you have more responsibility and not only more trouble, brothers and sisters, but you're getting closer to the end, brothers and sisters. So because of this, you must remember your creator in the days of your youth. Creator. That's the key. Why? Because he made you that you might be happy, but you can only be happy in him, brothers and sisters. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Don't despise your youth, brothers and sisters. Your youth is where you find purpose. It's where you find God. And then your adult life, your extended adult life, you, you use to fulfill that purpose. Brothers and sisters, the power of time and purpose, he's showing us how to use time effectively, efficiently, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's go to Jeremiah, brother. We're going to go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Now this is key because he said remember your creator in your youth. Why brother? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. To give what brother? You an expected end. An expected end. <laughs> See there's a destiny. There's a destination. It says he has an expected end. Brothers and sisters. Solomon said find your creator in your youth. Why? Jeremiah tells us because I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace. <laughs> to give you an expected in. Right, brothers and sisters? So what you're learning here is God is a God of purpose. He does nothing for the fun of it, brothers and sisters. Everything the Most High does has a purpose. He doesn't create anything for entertainment value. That doesn't exist, brothers and sisters. That doesn't exist. Could you read verse 11 one more time, brother? Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. See, to give you an expected end. That's the key. Brothers and sisters, you had a purpose before <laughs> you were born. The Most High never starts anything until it's already finished, brothers and sisters. Think about what we just said. He doesn't start anything until he's finished it. So it's already happened, brothers and sisters. It happened. He already had the plan before he created you. <laughs> Could you read that, brother? 
Brothers and sisters, though we may have personal plans, the Lord's purpose in our lives will win the day. Why? Because he wants to give us an expected end, brothers and sisters. So already we're learning, use your youth to find the most high. Find your purpose. And as you get older, you now that you know your purpose, you utilize your adulthood to do what? To fulfill your purpose. Why? Because time is short. <laughs> Job 4, 14 and 1 said, listen, anyone born of a woman, the days are short. So you have no time to waste, brothers and sisters. You don't have any time to waste. None of us do. Brother Corey, let's go to Isaiah. Follow us, brothers and sisters, please. We're going to Isaiah uh, chapter 46 and verse 10. Isaiah 46 verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Brothers and sisters, I really need you to examine closely the scripture that Brother Corey is reading. Could you? Verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Say, my counsel shall stand. And I will do all my pleasure. And I will do all my pleasure. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, his purpose, his design, his will. It says, I will do my pleasure. The question is, why should he not? Who has the power to prevent him? Brothers and sisters. He's declared the end from the beginning. <laughs> You're seeing that, right? End from the beginning. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> it's already happened. It's already happened. He didn't start it until he finished it. Brothers and sisters. Everything has a purpose. Nothing is coincidence. Brothers and sisters. We're going to utilize the Bible to make um, make that abundantly clear. Because a lot of us were just living on accident. Brothers and sisters. Don't really have a plan. You ask many brothers. Most brothers and sisters. You know. Um, what's your plan? What is your goal? What? You do you want to do in life? What do you want to do for the most high? And we really just pretty much make it up as we're thinking, brothers and sisters. So the key is find your God. Find the most high, the creator. He will give you a purpose. And then you'll find your gift that he's given you to fulfill that purpose. Because everyone has a gift according to the Bible. He gave you the gift not for you. He gave you the gift to fulfill your purpose. Which is to bring people to him, brothers and sisters. We're going to read that again. Could you read verse 10, brother? Verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Brothers and sisters, sometimes it can be hard to trust the Most High's plan when things aren't happening the way or within the time limit we expected, brothers and sisters. But... We must realize that the Most High does not operate according to how we perceive things. Brothers and sisters. Declaring the end from the beginning. From the ancient to things that have not even been done. He will do his pleasure. And if he will do his pleasure, brothers and sisters, we have the choice of either cooperating with that purpose, in which case we will be blessed, or fighting against it, brothers and sisters, and risk being cursed. See, this, this is what's key here. Sometimes, not sometimes, all the time. The Most High is trying to protect you 
or protect your purpose, protect you and your purpose. So he'll deflect certain people and certain things out of your life because he's more interested in you fulfilling your purpose than you're interested in you fulfilling your purpose, brothers and sisters. From the, from the beginning, from the ancient times, the Most High already had this planned out, brothers and sisters, for each and every one of us. For each and every one of us. He already has a plan. You, Nothing you can do will surprise the Most High, brothers and sisters. He already wrote this book. This book has been written. It's a bestseller, brothers and sisters. Would you, the first thing we want to establish is that everything has a purpose. Everything, brothers and sisters. There's not a single thing that the Most High ever created that was just for because it's beautiful. Or because of entertainment. The Most High does not operate like that. Everything has a purpose, including you, including me, including Brother Corey, brothers and sisters. The rat, the cat, the dog, <laughs> the birds, brothers and sisters, the snakes, all of them have a purpose. The hair under your arm have a purpose, brothers and sisters. The hair on your lip, on your upper lip have a purpose. See, we don't understand it, though. We don't understand it. The Most High didn't give you hair under your arm for no reason. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> the wax in your ear, there's a purpose. So you have to get that mindset first, brothers and sisters. Let's start there. Brother Corey, let's go to Proverbs 16 and 9, because he showed that his counsel shall stand. He will do his pleasure, brothers and sisters. That's why he said, find me in your youth. Find me in your youth. Proverbs 16, verse 9. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directed his steps. Could you read that one more time, brother? A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directed his steps. <laughs> that means you can plan all that you want. You can frustrate yourself, get angry, perturbed, unsettled, but he will not stop until he accomplishes his will. Brothers and sisters, this is very important. This, this scripture is very important. It's a short, it's a short verse, but it has a wealth of knowledge. We're going to have Brother Corey read that one more time. Proverbs 16 and 9. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directed his steps. He directed his steps. That means you can have a plan, brothers and sisters, but what the most high is directing is what's going to happen, brothers and sisters. So you can make as many plans as you want, but you better find my purpose first. That's what he's saying. <laughs> you can make plans, but find my purpose. He's saying before you plan, find the purpose, brothers and sisters. The best way to waste time is to not know purpose, brothers and sisters. He's saying, listen, find my purpose. Find my purpose and then make your plan based on what my purpose is, brothers and sisters. See? That's the key. Find the purpose. Find the destination. Why? When you left, when you walked out of the house this morning, brothers and sisters, and you ended up at your job, or you you ended up um, at the store, you drove there on purpose, brothers and sisters. You don't just end up at the store. You left out of the house, and you had your mind set on going to Walgreens, <laughs> and then you went to Walgreens. You don't just end up there by coincidence, brothers and sisters. That's what he's telling you. There's a plan. A lot of us are getting in the car and just driving. <laughs> Make a pit stop here, pit stop over here, U-turn over here, we go holler at them over there. That's what we're doing in life. 
brothers and sisters. He's saying you have to be, you must live a narrow life. Find my purpose first. Do not, do not operate using time as if it's something that you can regain or recover, brothers and sisters. Time is the most important commodity because you can never get it again. I don't care how much money you have, how fine you think you are, how many cars you think you have. You cannot regain time. Not even Bill Gates. Not even Steve Jobs. Not even the richest person, brothers and sisters. So the Bible is going to show us how to utilize our short time on earth in the most effective and efficient way. Brother Corey, let's jump to... Um, we'll read that one more time and then we'll go to Second Timothy. Proverbs 16 and 9. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directed his steps. The Lord directed our steps. So you can come up with your plan, but the key is the key is this, brothers and sisters. When you come up with your plan and it goes against his expected end, you're going to frustrate yourself. You will become perturbed. You'll be distressed, brothers and sisters, because you're fighting against God himself. Brothers and sisters. So it would behoove you and I to find out what his purpose is and then fit my plan or our plan around his purpose for your life, brothers and sisters. And we're going to show you. Brother Corey, we're going to go to 2 Timothy in the New Testament. Follow us to 2 Timothy, brothers, brothers and sisters. We're going to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. 2 Timothy 1. Verse 9, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling? Could you read that part again? Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling? Called us with a holy calling, brothers and sisters, is God's purpose which can be found behind the calling of every person. Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling? Not according to our works. What did that say? Not according to our works. Not according to our works. But according to his own purpose and grace. According to what, brother? His own purpose and grace. Look at that, brothers and sisters. <laughs> the calling each of us has, has existed since before time began, brothers and sisters. He said, I called you not for your works, but according to my own purpose. The Most High didn't wake you up so you can do what you want to do. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't operate like that. He woke you up to do what he wants you to do, brothers and sisters. And we have to submit concerning that because a lot of us will fight against that, brothers and sisters. And then you look up and 10 years have gone by because you've been fighting against the Most High. And guess what? The Most High have plenty of time. You don't. The Most High has plenty of time, brothers and sisters. And I know many brothers and sisters that have been fighting the Most High's will for their life for so long that time is just going by. And then you look up and, you know, <laughs> you're gray. Don't fight them, brothers and sisters. Because initially, I mean, eventually, you're going to give up. Eventually, you'll give up. Don't waste time. Give up now. Submit now, brothers and sisters. Submit. Could you read that one more time, Brother Corey? 2 Timothy 1, verse 9. Who hath saved us 
and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ before the world began. <laughs> before the world began, brothers and sisters, see? So he already has the plan for you and I, brothers and sisters. He already has the plan. It would behoove you to find out that plan from him. Why? Because he's not going to change his plan, the plan that he had before the world began. And we said, brothers and sisters, what, what did we say? We said that he never starts something until he finished it. It says, according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ before the world began. <laughs> See, so he didn't allow you to be born until he already had a purpose for you and fulfilled it. Or, uh, had a purpose for you and saw it through, brothers and sisters. This is very critical here. This is key because he did not create us to live unintentionally, brothers and sisters. We're playing around with things we don't even understand. We're creating things we cannot handle, brothers and sisters. It's, it's very vital that we understand time and purpose, brothers and sisters. He called us with a holy calling, not according to my works and what I want, but according to his own purpose, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's jump to let's jump to Job, brother. I'm gonna go to Job seven and one. Job seven verse one. Is there is there not an appointed time to man upon earth? Are not his days also like the days of a hireling? Brothers and sisters, what what did that say, brother? Is there not an appointed time to man upon earth? Are not his days also like the days of an hireling? Are not his days like the days of a hireling? That means you were born to do something and you don't have forever to do it, brothers and sisters. Is there not an appointed time to man upon earth? His days are like a hireling. Hireling is someone who can be hired, brothers and sisters, to complete a particular assignment. So what we're learning here is time does not wait for you to discover your purpose, brothers and sisters. We have a limited time to fulfill our assignment. And this is the incentive to operate from the perspective of focus, brothers and sisters. Because guess what? He said, find me in your youth because time is running. Time doesn't start when you find your purpose. <laughs> if only it worked like that, brothers and sisters. You have, a limited you have a limited amount of time to complete a particular task, brothers and sisters. It says, and are not his days also like the days of a hireling? He have an assignment he have hired you for. And you only have an appointed time in which you can carry this plan out. Brothers and sisters. This is very, very important. Brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to show you the difference between how the most high views time and how a traditional man and woman view time. In order to do that, brothers and sisters, we have to go to Psalms, uh, chapter 90. We're going to have Brother Corey read 1 through 4. Psalms 90, verse 1. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, wherever the, thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting. Now, now look at this, brothers and sisters. It says you've been our dwelling place in all generations. <laughs> so since forever, brothers and sisters, the Most High did not start at start. He started start, 
He didn't begin at the beginning. He began the beginning, brothers and sisters. So we have to know that before Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the Most High existed. <laughs> He's the God that was never created, brothers and sisters. See, all these other gods were created. He was never created. I serve a God who was never created. He's always been. Look at this closely, brothers and sisters. Uh, Brother Corey, can you read verse 1 again? Verse 1. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Now, there's a couple of things working here because you have you have the word earth and world. So it's obviously two different things, brothers and sisters. So, you know, <laughs> I don't want to go on, you know, go on a whole nother direction. But some of those world, uh, words in the Bible that say the end of the world and different things like that, the earth and the world are different, brothers and sisters. Earth is the physical earth. World means society or eon. Brothers and sisters. Okay? The earth will always be here. Brothers and sisters. Uh, continue, brother. Verse 3. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. <laughs> Could you read that verse 4 again, brother? Verse 4. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday, when it is past. And as it watch in the night, brothers and sisters, this compares how man and the most high God view time in life, brothers and sisters, man and God look at time from entirely different perspectives. How do we know? Could you read that one more time? Verse four, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past and as a watch in the night, brothers and sisters, the key is he have plenty of time, <laughs> brothers and sisters. Your life is but a snap of the fingers. It's but a blink, brothers and sisters. Because a lot of us think that we can outlast the Most High. We can outweigh Him. We can just keep fighting and keep fighting. And sooner or later, He'll just give in. Remember you used to do that when you was a kid? And you was at Big Mama house or, you know, whoever's house. You just kept asking and kept asking, can I go outside? And they finally like, just go outside. Leave me alone. The Most High doesn't operate like that. The Most High have plenty of time. Matter of fact. A thousand years was like yesterday to him, brothers and sisters. So we're showing you something here. Brother Corey, jump to verse 9, please. What does that say? Verse 9. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. Read that last part again. We spend our years as a tale that is told. <laughs> we spend our years as a tale that is told. This story has already been written, brothers and sisters. Tomorrow has already been written. Brothers and sisters, see, for all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. So we're showing you the difference in how the Most High perceives time in you, excuse me, and me. It is the difference in point of view that makes a huge difference in how we conduct our lives, brothers and sisters. See, if you understand your story has already been told, then you would go to the author. <laughs> See, you would go to the author and say, okay, well, what happens next in this story? Let me do that. A lot of us are trying to be trailblazers. We're trying to create our own paths, brothers and sisters. And that would be a miscalculation on your part, brothers and sisters. 
You can't go against the author who wrote this story, brothers and sisters. We spend our years as a tale that is told, brothers and sisters. So everything that is future for you is the past for the Most High. You don't have the power, brothers and sisters, to go against them. You don't. I need our brothers and sisters to know that. Because what comes on them is distress. What comes on them is depression. What comes on them is, uh, you know, being wearisome. Because the Most High have a purpose for you and you're trying to do your own thing. That's going to be hard. You find this purpose for your life, brothers and sisters. You live the life that has already been told according to the Most High, brothers and sisters. Today, we're going into the power of time and purpose. We've already spoken about time and purpose, brothers and sisters. We're going to continue to pull out scriptures to help our brothers and sisters um, treat time with the proper value. It's the most important commodity, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's go to Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, brother. Sticking in the Old Testament here for, for a second, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven. And what? And a time to every purpose under heaven. The Most High has determined particular things in operation to particular times, brothers and sisters. There is a lawful time for man to carry out his purpose and inclinations. That's the key. That's the key. You only have a certain season of life. You have a certain season to accomplish something, brothers and sisters. You don't have forever. Could you read that one one more time, brother? Verse 1. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven. And a time to every purpose under heaven, brothers and sisters. So there's a time frame in which you must complete certain things in your season of life. And of course, you have many seasons of life, brothers and sisters. And he used that particular terminology because you can understand it. Springtime, right? Fall time or, or summer, right? Winter. See, times change, brothers and sisters. You don't, you know, what you wear in wintertime, you don't wear in summertime. See, so you have to know what season you're in, brothers and sisters. Why? Because it's in those times such things may be done with propriety and success. You have to be in the right season, brothers and sisters. And if we neglect the appointed seasons, we become the authors of our own distress. See, if you take too long on an assignment, you'll be in the wrong season trying to fulfill the wrong purpose. You're trying to do today what should have been done six years ago. That's why you don't have time to waste, brothers and sisters. Because only if you only if you fulfill that purpose in the proper timing, doesn't matter. If you do the right thing at the wrong time, it doesn't help, brothers and sisters. It doesn't help. There's a certain time frame for each purpose. And that purpose can only be fulfilled in a particular time frame, brothers and sisters. It's like if, if, if the Most High tell Brother Corey and I to build a school in, you know, 30 days from here, from today to 30 days from now. If I build it, you know, six months from now, I have failed, 
I failed because there was a certain season in which he gave me to complete this task. Brothers and sisters, now I was just being a little facetious there because, you know, but we're just trying to help you visualize, brothers and sisters. There's a certain time for certain things like playing video games. <laughs> When's that season up? See, you can't be a grown adult trying to lead men in, in the families out here and you're in the games, you know, you're just, that's all you do. Getting your fingers blistered, staring at, you know, staring at a tube. See, that's, that's what we're saying, brothers and sisters. There's certain seasons and you have to change seasons, brothers and sisters. Brothers 35, 36, 42 at home, mama's house, basement, smoking spliffs. See, you're in the wrong season, brother. That was a season for 20 years ago for you, brother. You got to catch up, brother. You got to catch up. We're going to help you. We're going to help. Brother Corey, let's go to Proverbs 16 and 4, brother. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 4. Proverbs 16, verse 4. The Lord hath made all things for himself. Yeah, even the wicked for the day of evil. <laughs> Could you read that again, brother? Verse 4. The Lord hath made all things for himself. Yeah, even the wicked for the day of evil. He said he hath made all things for himself. That means, <laughs> brothers and sisters, everything has a purpose. Look at this closely because this single sentence is worth your weight in gold, brothers and sisters. If it exists, it have a purpose. <laughs> and understanding this axiom will simplify life, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, brother? Proverbs 16, verse 4. The Lord hath made all things for himself. Yeah, even the wicked for the day of evil. That's key, brothers and sisters. Why? Because nothing happens by pure chance or accident, brothers and sisters. Coincidence is non-existent in life, according to this particular scripture. He said, everything he had made, he had made with a purpose for himself. Even the wicked. So even the wicked have a purpose. You think you don't? Everything that transpires in your life have purpose, brothers and sisters. And many of us operate as if it was just a coincidence. No, that coincidence is robbing you of learning. Because you believe there's nothing to learn because it was coincidence, brothers and sisters. This takes away, this particular text takes away the ambiguity and lays the responsibility in our laps. If everything has a purpose, now I have to find that purpose. See, I can't chalk that up to just a coincidence or just chance. Chance is a game, brothers and sisters. Life is not a game. I hear brothers say, I'm just leave it up to chance. <laughs> Time is precious. Life is precious, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse four. The Lord hath made all things for himself. Yeah. Even the wicked for the day of evil. Even the wicked for the day of evil. See? <laughs> so even the evil people, even the wicked, were made for a particular purpose, brothers and sisters. There is nothing that you can find, nothing that you can see, nothing that you can touch that doesn't have a purpose behind it, brothers and sisters. Everything. And if this is true, then that means I must 
do my due diligence to find out the purpose in my life. When certain things, you know, transpire in my life, okay, I know this was an accident. Let me look into, you know, let me do some deep thought into why this happened or why I met this person or why he gave me this job, why he sent me to this school. See, it all has a purpose. It all has a purpose, brothers and sisters. Let's prove that. Brother Corey, let's go to Ecclesiasticus 39 and 28. We're going to the Apographer. Please follow us, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiasticus uh, 39 and 28. Ecclesiasticus 39 verse 28. There be spirits that are created for vengeance, which in their fury lay on sore strokes. In the time of destruction, they pour out their force and appease the wrath of him that made them. Fire and hail and famine and death. All these were created for vengeance. All these what, brother? Were created for vengeance. All these were created for vengeance. So they had a purpose. <laughs> See, all things have a purpose. It says fire, hail, famine, death. See, it says there'd be spirits that's just created for vengeance. Brothers and sisters. See, we just wanted to prove to you that all things have a purpose. We must have the comprehension that everything is intentional and deliberate. Brothers and sisters. Because we misinterpret life and its circumstances when we believe in coincidence. Brothers and sisters. Coincidence is how you just write it off. So you don't really, you're not responsible for actually, you know, um, <laughs> seeking it out. Seeking the information out. Brothers and sisters, you can hide behind the ambiguity. Can you read those two scriptures again, brother? Verse 28. There be spirits that are created for vengeance, which in their fury lay on sore strokes. In the time of destruction, they pour out their force and appease the wrath of him that made them. Fire and hell and famine and death. All of these were created for vengeance. Brothers and sisters, this will provoke a spirit of deep thinking and discovery. Understanding that there's a purpose for everything. That is power, brothers and sisters. That is powerful to understand that, to know without any shadow of a doubt that nothing happened for no reason. So even trials and tribulation, brothers and sisters, even a brother getting a job or losing a job, there was a purpose. And since there was a purpose, I must seek that purpose. I must find out. Brothers and sisters, you have to understand one thing. That the why is more important than the what, brothers and sisters. Why something happened is more important than what happened. Always, brothers and sisters. Because in order for you to learn, you must know the why of the what, brothers and sisters. And we'll, we'll go deeper into that. Brother Corey, let's go to Ecclesiastes 7 and 13, brother. Not Ecclesiasticus, but a class Ecclesiastes. What does this say, Brother Corey? Ecclesiastes 7 and 13. Consider the work of God, for who can make that straight which he hath made crooked? What did that say, brother? Consider the work of God. Consider God's work. For who can make that Make that straight, which he hath made crooked. When it says crooked, brothers and sisters, crooked happens when things are going contrary to, to our expectations. So he's telling you, listen, when your expectations are not being met, 
<laughs> Consider what I've done. See, it's not coincidence. Yeah. Verse 14. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider. What did that say, brother? In the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider. God also hath set the one over against the other to the end that man should find nothing after him. Brothers and sisters, he exercises his sovereign authority and turns things upside down. He said, consider my work in adversity. <laughs> See? Look at that. We cannot undo what he has done, brothers and sisters. And that's the most important part. Because a lot of times we think certain things are just coincidence. He's saying when things are falling apart and there's adversity and affliction, consider me. See, consider me. Because if you don't consider me, you'll never know why. There's a myriad of reasons why he can allow certain things to happen. Brothers and sisters, he may be trying to teach you a lesson. He may be trying to correct you. He may be trying to build your faith up, brothers and sisters. He may be trying to build your testimony up. But if you don't ask why, then the what is for nothing. Why matters more than the what, brothers and sisters. We're going to have Brother Corey read those two scriptures again. Ecclesiastes 7 and 13. Consider the work of God. For who can make that straight which he hath made crooked? Which he hath made crooked. In the day of prosperity be joyful. But in the day of adversity consider. God also hath set the one over against the other. To the end that man should find nothing after him. This is maturity, brothers and sisters. Always consider your circumstance and say, Why is the Most High allowing this to go on? Especially if you're dealing in affliction, brothers and sisters. <laughs> He said, consider me, because if you don't consider me, this was all for nothing, brothers and sisters. This is showing us something crystal clear. We cannot undo what he has done. And if one tries to fight the Most High, there's no possibility of winning, brothers and sisters. Man cannot amend what God wills to be adverse, brothers and sisters. Can you read 14 again, brother? Verse 14. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider, God also hath set the one over against the other. Right there. See, <laughs> he set things against each other, brothers and sisters. He has set it up for it not to work. A lot of us are trying to, you know, fit a square peg in a, in a round hole, brothers and sisters. And he's not going to allow it. Consider the work of God, brothers and sisters. God also had set the one over against the other to the end that man should find nothing after him. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, if there's a purpose in all things, that places the burden on us to discover it. See, that's why we wanted brothers and sisters to understand that everything has a purpose, even your struggle. Your struggle have a purpose. The why is more important than the what, brothers and sisters. This is how the Most High teaches us. For me personally, I always consider what the Most High is allowing because I know nothing happened by chance. He allowed it to happen. Everything. Whether it's, you know, whether a brother get a raise or a brother get fired. I'm thinking, <laughs> what is he trying to teach me here? Because if he gave me a raise, there must be a reason why. I think he want me to be able to give, uh, you know, pass out more food, <laughs> you know, because he's giving me... Uh, 
a job where I'm making more money. If you take that away, okay, well, let me examine that. Did I do something? Have I been putting money before the most high and that's why you had to take it away? What have I been doing? Did he want me to work somewhere else? See, those are all the thoughts that should come into your mind. But many of us are lazy. We don't want to go past the first thought. Many of us don't want to go past the first thought. If I don't get it on the first thought, it's lost forever. He wants you to get to that fourth thought, that fifth thought, that sixth thought, brothers and sisters, of considering the work of God. Be joyful in the day of prosperity, but in adversity, you better consider. You better consider his work, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, follow us to Lamentations 3 and 37. We're going to read 37 through 40, brothers and sisters, because the previous scripture said, consider his work in the day of adversity. Lamentations. 3 and 37. Who is he that saith, and it cometh to pass, when the Lord commandeth it not? Out of the mouth of the Most High proceedeth not evil and good. Now this is key, because, Brother Corey, can you read 37 again? Verse 37. Who is he that saith, and it cometh to pass, when the Lord commandeth it not? Nothing comes to pass in the world but by the disposal of the Most High, brothers and sisters. He said, who say? It comes to pass without my signature on it. So the things that transpire amongst us, <laughs> he has allowed. Either he sent it or he allowed it. And now you have to go and find out why did he allow it? Why did he send it? See, brothers and sisters, that makes you a deep thinker. That's what he wants from you. He wants you to be a deep thinker, a meditator on the word of God, brothers and sisters. Serious, prioritize. Submitted. Continue. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 37. Who is he that saith, and it cometh to pass, when the Lord commanded it not? Out of the mouth of out of the mouth of the most high proceedeth not evil and good. Wherefore doth a living man complain, a man for the punishment of his sins? Let us search and try our ways, and turn again to the Lord. Brothers and sisters. This should quiet us into submission about our afflictions from the consideration of the Most High's hand. Because he said, what, what did he say in verse uh, 39, brother? Verse 39. Wherefore doth a living man complain? A man for the punishment of his sins? That's key. He said no man have to <laughs> should, should be complaining. Especially for the punishment of sins, which show you he makes things crooked based on a punishment for sin. Brothers and sisters, now we're not saying that's the only way things are crooked, but this is, should be the first uh, process of elimination. The first thing you should think is here. Is he paying me back for something? Is he trying to get my attention? Why is he putting roadblocks in front of me? Wherefore doeth a living man complain? That means as long as you live it, you better not complain. <laughs> See? Because you should be dead. Read 37 one more time, brother, please. Lamentations 3 and 37. Who is he that saith, and it cometh to pass, when the Lord commandeth it not? Out of the mouth of the Most High proceedeth not evil and good. Wherefore doth a living man complain? A man for the punishment of his sins? The key is the next scripture. 
Verse 40. Let us search and try our ways. Let us what? Search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Verse 40 is telling you to inquire into our lives and faithfully examine ourselves. The scripture says, 39, a man, uh, should a man complain for the punishment of his sins? Let us search and try our ways. See, that's the key. He said, examine yourself. Examine yourself. I know this is hard. To, it's a hard pill to swallow because many of us would rather believe it's a coincidence because that means it's not your fault. He's saying when he brings forth a crooked uh, path or a roadblock, you need to examine yourself. Maybe he's just trying to build your faith, but maybe you've done something wrong. See, punishment for sins will make your path crooked. Brothers and sisters. Now, there's a weariness of the flesh when we deplore our circumstances, but consider not the cause. Brothers and sisters. See, at least if I'm failing, I would like to know why. It's discouraging to continue to fail, but not know why. Brothers and sisters. Imagine you take a test. The teacher puts an F on your test, but doesn't mark, mark which ones are wrong. <laughs> so you can't even look back to see, okay, where did I go wrong? See, let us search and try our ways and turn again to the most high. That's the key. Why? Because he didn't allow it for no reason. He didn't allow adversity. He didn't allow roadblocks, brothers and sisters, for no reason. It's something that he wants me to learn. Whether it's a trial, whether it's to build my faith or is it because of my disobedient behavior? Nevertheless, we have to look into this. We must seek this, brothers and sisters, understanding that what? Nothing is coincidence. We're going to prove that. Let's go to Psalms, brother, 4 and 4. Examine this, brothers and sisters. Psalms 4, verse 4. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and do, be still. Do what, brother? Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. And brothers and sisters, he's telling us to consult our own heart on the subject and be guided by the result of such a deliberation. Brothers and sisters, stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed. So brothers and sisters, we cannot be naive to think that circumstances are coincidental. Brothers and sisters, everything is methodical. It's meticulous. Brothers and sisters. And when it says commune with your heart on your bed, that means in solitary. Because usually you're quiet, you're by yourself when you go to bed, brothers and sisters. So he's saying you need quiet time. Be quiet, escape the distractions and, and really take inventory, take a spiritual audit on your behavior. See, brothers and sisters, this is maturity right here. When you're able to look in the mirror, brothers and sisters, when you're able to look at that man that you stand before every morning that you brush your teeth. Because if you can't be real with yourself, you're in a heap of trouble. You're in a heap of trouble. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. He's saying, be still, be quiet, search out your ways. Be real with yourself, because guess what? If you seek out, if you try your behaviors, 
he will tell you, brothers and sisters. He will tell you, well, no, you was off there. I took that as disrespect. You put her over me. You put him over me. He will tell you, brothers and sisters. Commune with your own heart on your bed and be still, brothers and sisters. See? Consider the most high's work, even in affliction, brothers and sisters. Even in affliction. Brother Corey, let's go to Job 19 and 8. Further proof to magnify that point that the Most High has his hand in all things that transpire amongst us. Job 19, <clears throat> Job 19 verse 8. He hath fenced up my way that I cannot pass. What did I say, brother? He hath fenced up my way that I cannot pass. Often the Most High will put a proverbial roadblock before us to restrict us. Brothers and sisters, in order to obstruct our progression, brothers and sisters. Verse 8, he hath fenced up my way that I cannot pass, and he hath set darkness in my path. <laughs> and he hath set darkness in my path, brothers and sisters. The Most High, our God is an intentional God, and there's purpose for all things, brothers and sisters. So guess what? If he set up a roadblock, he didn't do it for no reason. That's the point we're trying to make, brothers and sisters. And now that you know that, I now have the burden to discover the purpose for the roadblock. See? Why? Because it's the unresolved weariness that results in frustration, brothers and sisters. That's what leads to frustration. The hope deferred maketh the heart sick. See, now that I understand, there seems like a restriction here. Let me go find out why. Because that's what he wants you to learn. The why is more important than the what, brothers and sisters. The why is more important than the what. Because it's the why that teaches you valuable lessons, brothers and sisters. And he have set darkness in my path, which means you don't know where you're going. He's put up a fence and you're blinded. That's key. Because a lot of people don't think that the Most High does this. We love to blame Satan. The devil is a lie. Everything that go wrong is the devil's fault. <laughs> you better get to know your God again. Remember, even with Job, he had to allow that. He allowed it. He signed off. Now, the question is, why would he sign off? <laughs> See, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it, brothers and sisters. If you're having affliction, you're having trouble, there's a roadblock, there's a hurdle. There's a reason why he allowed it. Find out what that reason is so you can get over it, brothers and sisters. This takes maturity here. Because a lot of us, many of us just, listen, if I don't get my way, then I'm just mad. I don't care about why not. If I just don't get my way, then I'll try to manipulate things and be angry with God. See, that's, that's childish to where you really don't care why there's a roadblock. You just want to do what you want to do. And you're going to have a hard life. You're going to have a hard life. Brother Corey, let's go to Proverbs 4 and 7. Follow us to Proverbs, brothers and sisters, please. Proverbs 4 and 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. The most important matter in life. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Could you read that one more time? Verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. 
Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Look at that. See? Consider when something becomes crooked, brothers and sisters. It tells you wisdom is the principal thing. So that's the most important matter in life. And understanding is the power of discernment, brothers and sisters. Without understanding, men are easily deceived and led astray, brothers and sisters. So you have wisdom, which is the most important thing in life in order to be successful, brothers and sisters. The key part, though, is with all thy getting, get understanding. That means no matter the cost. No matter the cost, get an understanding. And guess what? Every time we walk past a library, it's an indictment. Brothers and sisters, it's an indictment because you could take that time to go to the library or spend that $10, that $20 on that book, but you're going to go spend it on a chicken sandwich. See, it's an indictment, brothers and sisters. He said, no, no matter how much it costs you, get understanding. See, so when things are going right or wrong, there's a purpose and I need to understand why. That's where he wants us, brothers and sisters. The greatest question is not what, but why. And if you don't know why, you're in trouble. Brother Corey, let's go to Proverbs 13 and 15. We're going to stay in the same book, brothers and sisters. We're just going over a few chapters. Proverbs 13 and 15. Good understanding giveth favor. What did that say? Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. Mm. <laughs> but the way of transgressors is hard. See? Every transgressor's life is laden with many sorrows and misfortunes, brothers and sisters. Why? Because they've neglected the principles of wisdom. Could you read that again, brother? Verse 15. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. See? So it's the application of understanding that makes life your servant, brothers and sisters. When we become, excuse me, we can become wiser in adversity and prosperity if we apply the principles of wisdom. So whether things go my way or they don't, I can get wiser, brothers and sisters. I can become more wise. Why? Because I'm understanding. I'm getting understanding of why I was successful. I'm getting understanding based on why I wasn't successful. Brother Corey, can you read that again? Verse 15. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. This is the key. Seek to understand, because it's the understanding that gives you favor, brothers and sisters. But the way of a transgressor is hard, which means what? If he's making your road extremely difficult, you need to examine yourself. Like Psalms tell you, <laughs> sit on your bed in solitary and in, in, in quiet and recount your behaviors, your obedience or lack thereof, brothers and sisters. It's the good understanding that will give you the favor because I understand there's always an elucidation. There's always an incentive preliminary to a, to a result, brothers and sisters. Always. And we have to understand this. We're understanding purpose now. We first went into time and now we're dealing with purpose. Understanding there is 
No such thing as a coincidence, brothers and sisters. The Most High controls everything. He is the puppet master, brothers and sisters. What you think was maybe coincidence was planned for him, brothers and sisters. And with that understanding, that makes you a deep thinker. Because you're charged to do what? To seek out the purpose of certain things that go on in your life. That's going to give you good favor. Just like if you touch a hot iron, brothers and sisters, you get burnt. You should understand why you got burnt. You got burnt because the iron was plugged up and hot. But if you don't, if you touch it when it's not plugged up, you won't get burnt. See, now you have favor because you have understanding. This is critical, brothers and sisters. Good understanding will give you favor, but guess what? If you continue to transgress, you will have a hard path, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's go to Ecclesiasticus in the Apographer. We're going to read, let's read chapter 7, brother, verse 36. Ecclesiasticus 7 and 36. What does that say, brother? Whatsoever thou take it in hand, remember the end, and thou shalt never do amiss. Brothers and sisters, as we maneuver through life, we should always consider consequences. Why? Because the consideration of consequences will begin to dictate behaviors. That's what the scripture is telling us. Could you read that again? Verse 36. Whatsoever thou takest in hand. Whatever you do. Remember the end. Remember the consequence. And thou shalt never do amiss. <laughs> and that'll dictate you never making the wrong decision. You see that, brothers and sisters? Are you seeing this? That's why you have to understand why certain things are going on. Because if you understand it, you can say, okay, uh, I made a mistake last time and it led to this. So this time, I'm going to make sure I don't do that. Because I remember last time what happened. See, now, if you think it was coincidence, if you think that just happened on coincidence... Then you won't learn, brothers and sisters. This scripture is telling us to study consequences. Maturation and understanding ponder disciplinary actions that precede decisions, brothers and sisters. Me personally, I always think about consequences. Because you can have good consequences or bad consequences. What are the consequences of me um, from 10 years old shooting 500 basketballs a day? Every single day. What's the consequence? Consequence, you're probably going to be really good. You may have a chance to be professional. See, that's the consequence of that. You have good consequences and bad consequences, brothers and sisters. And usually, a person who's looking to do the wrong thing doesn't want to think about the consequences. That's why they're doing it. Could you read that one more time, brother? Ecclesiasticus 7 and 36. Whatsoever thou takest in hand... Remember the end, and thou shalt never do amiss. Brothers and sisters, without consequences, permission is given. So those who do not contemplate consequences allow convenience to control their perspective and decisions. Action without deliberating the consequences would be a miscalculation, brothers and sisters. You always must calculate the consequences. Brothers and sisters, always. Why? Because that will control your behavior. 
and thou shall never do a mist. Why? Because you're thinking about the end of it. That's why you have to know everything has a purpose. Everything, brothers and sisters. Many of us are living unintentionally. Many of us are living accidentally. You can take control, brothers and sisters. You can have some level of control if you get good understanding. You understand time. You understand purpose. You understand prosperity. You understand adversity. No matter what life gives you, you need to understand it. That's the key. You need understanding. Even in failure, there's so much I can learn in failure that I don't look at it as a failure, brothers and sisters. I look at it as a lesson. I didn't lose. I caught a lesson. That's how we need to operate, brothers and sisters. If you're successful or you fail in something particular, you can learn. You can either learn how you failed or how you succeeded. That's the mindset we must have, brothers and sisters. We must now become deep thinkers. Brothers and sisters who go past the first thought, brothers and sisters, who go past the first thought. Many of us don't want to do that. We're, we have a very short attention span. That's why you see the commercials are about 35 seconds because they've done research that shows the average person's attention span is about the, the length of a commercial. Brothers and sisters, whatsoever thou takest in hand, remember the end, and you shall never go off, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's go to Psalms. We're going to go to Psalms 119, brother. Um, let's start at verse 71, brother Corey. Psalms 119 and 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. What did that say? It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. See? <laughs> See, he wants you to learn from your affliction, brothers and sisters. But if we don't learn the pretext of the affliction, we will be ill-equipped to maneuver through life. He said, it was good for me that I had been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. See? That's the key, brothers and sisters. The greatest thing about what is why. Could you read that again, brother? Verse 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. That's key, brothers and sisters. He wants us to learn his statutes. It was good that I was afflicted because I learned obedience. I've learned thy statutes. I learned thy commandments. The greatest thing about what is why, brothers and sisters. Without why, what is meaningless? Brothers and sisters, what is not important if you can't figure out why? Now, the why is purpose, brothers and sisters. Why is purpose. The what will continue to happen unless you figure out why. That's the key, brothers and sisters. It will become repetitive if you don't figure out why. We have to start seeking for why. Even amongst our people, you know, the slave ships. We never seeked why. We just knew it happened and left it there. See, brothers and sisters? Seek why. Why is the answer, brothers and sisters? Why is 
you're learning. That's your maturity, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's jump to Proverbs 14 and 8. We're almost done here, brothers and sisters. This is a very important lesson for our brothers and sisters. Proverbs 14, verse 8. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. Is to what? To understand his way. But the folly of fools is deceit. A wise man seeks to discover God. Excuse me. A wise man seeks to discover the psyche of the Most High concerning his path. (laughs) To understand his way. See, that's the key. We must become prudent to understand, brothers and sisters. To understand whether right or wrong, failure or success, why? Why? Brother Corey, can we go to Ecclesiastes 8 and 6, brother? Sir. See. And another point to to add on to what you said about the knowing the why yeah. instead of, you know, the why is more important than the what you said. Yes. Um, once you learn the why, that'll lead you to understanding the how. Mm-hmm. You know why it happened. Now you know how to correct it. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. That's a that's a key mm-hmm. point that that it brought to my mind when you was mentioning it. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely, brothers and sisters. You know we we must become second level thinkers, brothers and sisters, because we'll be able to operate in the future. We'll be able to maneuver with less wariness mm-hmm. because we understand the why, we understand the what and the how. And that's not going to, you can't do that in five minutes. You can't do that in five seconds, brothers and sisters. He said, be still. A lot of us have a problem being still. That's a spirit, brothers and sisters. Mm. When you can't be still, that's actually a spirit. Some people can't even sit still on the Sabbath. It's like, I got to be out doing something. Mm. That's a spirit, brothers and sisters. It's very unfortunate. We're going to have Brother Corey read Ecclesiastes 8 and 6. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 6. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment. Therefore, the misery of man is great upon him. What did that say, brother? Verse 6. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment. That's key. To every purpose there is a time and judgment. So everything the Most High created has a purpose. And that purpose has a season attached to it, see? But to every purpose there's time. Verse 6, because to every purpose there is time and judgment. Therefore, the misery of man is great upon him. For he knoweth not that which shall be. For who can tell him when it shall be? It says the misery of, misery of man is great upon him. Why? Because he doesn't know the future. <laughs> he, he knows not what shall be. See? So, brothers and sisters, everything the Most High created has purpose. And that purpose has a season attached to it in which that thing should fulfill its reason for being. Brothers and sisters. See, you have to understand time. You have to understand purpose. You have to understand what season you're in. Brothers and sisters. And when it says the misery of man is great upon him, the misery derived from the man's ignorance of the future. That's what it is, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's go to Ecclesiastes 3 and 17, just a few chapters beforehand. 
Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 3 and 17. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. For there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. For there is what, brother? There is a time there for every purpose and for every work. (laughs) There is a time for every purpose and work. Brothers and sisters, the Bible does not ascribe or give credence to the idea of serendipity. He is not a God of unintentionality. Everything is intentional. How do we know? Could you read that again, brother? Verse 17. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. For there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. (laughs) There's a time for everything, brothers and sisters. So every purpose has a particular time connected with it. You can't fulfill a purpose at the wrong time. See, that's the key. Grasping this principle will simplify life, brothers and sisters. For example, a brother and his wife or, you know, the woman he's with have a child at 27. Or could have did it at 17. See, (laughs) the purpose is there, but the time was wrong. The timing matters, brothers and sisters. The timing matters. So we're learning something here. Everything has a purpose and there's a particular time in which this thing should be fulfilled. A lot of us, we get caught up trying to fulfill a purpose in the improper time, brothers and sisters. And and therefore, we're losing time. We're wasting time. The biggest tragedy is not death, but wasted time, brothers and sisters. We have to really move quick with the Most High. We can't spend a lot of time arguing with the Most High. Being disobedient because a lot of us will spend five years just trying to fight back and forth with the most high. And it's now it's changed to a whole nother season. You're in a whole nother season now. You're still fighting over three seasons ago. It's time to get on track, brothers and sisters. It's time to get on track. Brother Corey, let's go to the Apocrypha, brother. Let's go to let's go to Ecclesiasticus 18 and 25. Ecclesiasticus 18 and 25. When thou hast enough, remember the time of hunger. And when thou art rich, think upon poverty and need. (laughs) Read that one more time, brother. Verse 25. When thou hast enough, remember the time of hunger. And when thou art rich, think upon poverty and need. This is the evidence that even the time of affliction has purpose. He said, when you have enough, remember the time you were hungry. To show you that the time you were hungry was there to keep you keep you right when you had enough, brothers and sisters. The season of hunger was to prepare us for the season of prosperity. See, everything has a purpose. To show even our pain has purpose, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 25. When thou hast enough, remember the time of hunger. And when thou art rich, think upon poverty and need. See, that's the key, brothers and sisters. When you're full, when everything's paid, remember that time you were struggling. Remember that time you was hungry. And when you are rich, think about, excuse me, uh, think about your poverty and in need to keep you on track, brothers and sisters. This is very critical here. This is very, very vital. Because why? It's showing you that there's even purpose in your pain, brothers and sisters. 
when we look to escape our current season without fulfillment of our assignment, we postpone our prosperity, brothers and sisters. It's very vital that we understand this. It's very vital we understand this, brothers and sisters. To magnify that, we have to go to Ecclesiasticus, same book. We're going to read 11 and 25. Ecclesiasticus 11 and 25. In the day of prosperity, there is a forgetfulness of affliction. And in the day of affliction, there is no more remembrance of prosperity. Brothers and sisters, this, this particular passage is very concerning. Because our behavior alters with any level of success, according to this particular scripture. Could you read that one more time, brother? Verse 25. In the day of prosperity, there is a forgetfulness of affliction. And in the day of affliction, there is no more remembrance of prosperity. Jump to verse 27, brother, please. Verse 27. The affliction of an honor maketh a man forget pleasure. And in his end, his deeds shall be discovered. Brothers and sisters, look at this closely. It said, the affliction of an hour maketh a man forget pleasure. <laughs> this is showing you something here, brothers and sisters. When things are getting tough, you know, you're not thinking about all the pleasure. You're not thinking about when things were good. And when things are good, traditionally, you get really lackadaisical, brothers and sisters, because everything is good. That's why verse 25 said, what did it say, Brother Corey? In the day of prosperity, there is a forgetfulness of affliction. There's a forgetfulness of affliction. See, he's showing you that many of us cannot be trusted with success, brothers and sisters. Now, the statement that we want to make is he allowed this literature to be recorded because he wants us to learn this principle, brothers and sisters, to live effectively in the world. In the day of prosperity, there's a forgetfulness of affliction. So you have to make sure that when you get prosperity, you still operate like you're in affliction, brothers and sisters. See, that's what he's looking for. He'll reward you, give you a little reward, you know, and then you go off. See, when your bills are not being paid, <laughs> you listen real good. Right now, we're reading the greatest book ever penned, brothers and sisters. We're going to have Brother Corey go to Ecclesiasticus 39 and 33. Same book, just a different chapter, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiasticus 39 and 33. All the works of the Lord are good, and it, and he will give every needful thing in due season. In due, in due season. Here's, <laughs> brothers and sisters, if you examine this, here we learn that the Most High is a God of seasons. Everything that he does, he does in seasons, brothers and sisters. There's different seasons of life for different responsibilities. Could you read that again, brother? Verse 33. All the works of the Lord are good, and he will give every needful thing in due season. That's key. That's key. It says he will give every needful thing in due season. Brothers and sisters, each season has its own purpose. Everyone has a due season, brothers and sisters. But we must never confuse our current season with our due season, brothers and sisters. There is a difference between our current season and when our due season is. And often we try to manipulate inauthentic seasonal changes, brothers and sisters. Due season, brothers and sisters. 
See, everything is just a phase. Everything is just a season, brothers and sisters. You may be dealing with adversity or not being able to work, brothers and sisters. That's just a season. You may be having a struggle in your marriage. That's just a season. These things are just seasons, brothers and sisters. But you must know what season you're in to know how to operate, brothers and sisters. Could you read that one more time, Brother Corey? Ecclesiasticus 39 and 33. All the works of the Lord are good, and he will give every needful thing in due season. In due season. We're learning about time. We're learning about purpose, brothers and sisters. So, of course, we had to go into the information concerning the due season and what to do in season, brothers and sisters. We're going we're gonna to show you something. We're going to go to First Chronicles in the Old Testament. Brother Corey, we're going to read First Chronicles 12 and 32. First Chronicles 12 and 32. And of the children of Issachar. Hmm? Who, who is that, brother? And of the children of Issachar. Issachar, brothers and sisters, are the modern day Mexicans. When you see the children of Issachar in the Bible who are Israelites, these are Mexicans. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times. Which were what? Which were men that had understanding of the times. So the Mexicans were able to read the stars and the times. To know what Israel ought to do. Hold on. We can't skip past that. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. Right there. You have to have understanding of the times to know what to do, brothers and sisters. So this is evidence that times and seasons should solicit a specific response. It says they had the understanding of the times to understand what Israel ought to do, brothers and sisters. In order for you to enter into your due season, you must know what to do in your current season, brothers and sisters. How do you handle your current season? determines whether you ever enter into your due season, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all of their brethren were at their command. Now, brothers and sisters, if you go amongst the, the older of the Mexicans today, they still understand this to some degree, brothers and sisters. It's within their culture, brothers and sisters, because why? They could look at the stars and tell us a couple of things. They can tell us you, it's time to run. The enemy is coming. It was one time where the Most High put a sword in the air to let us know something was coming. They also knew when it was time to reap the crops or, or plant the crops, all from the stars, the times, brothers and sisters. The children of Issachar, they are one of the most important of all of the tribes of Israel because they understood time, brothers and sisters. How you handle your current season determines whether you ever enter into your due season, brothers and sisters. Brother Corey, let's go to Matthew 8 and 28 because we wanted to prove that certain seasons should have a certain response in conjunction with it. Matthew 8, verse 28. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils, 
coming out of the tombs. Doing like, what? Coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Christ, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Now, this is when Christ came across uh, two devils, two demons, brothers and sisters. And they were scarcely afraid. Could you read those two scriptures again, brother, please? Verse 28. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, Listen to what they said. What have we to do with thee, thou Christ, the Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Before the what? The time. Brothers and sisters, look at that. Inside of every season are divine appointments, brothers and sisters. Every season of your life is different. And in different ways of doing things come with that new season. So look at this. It's saying, have you come to judge us before our time? Which showing you they had a time, brothers and sisters, in which they were being, they were allowed to operate. And they understood when that season was up, they were done. These are demons. So even demons understood time. Are thou come hither to torment us before the time? What time? The time allotted for you to rule. Or not rule, but run loose. See? When you go back into the... Um, you go back into... I believe it's Enoch. It tells you that Satan... When speaking with the Most High said... You, you, can't, you can't bind all the fallen angels... Because I, I will be unable to do my work. So the Most High allowed a certain number... Of fallen angels to go free into the earth... Brothers and sisters. To... To work against, or excuse me, to work with Satan. See? Because it's already been written. The Most High will allow evil so he can weed out the evil, brothers and sisters. See? It's the testing where he can just weed out, well, this brother is off, this sister is off, this one's a sinner, this one's wicked. So he's allowed it to come for a purpose, brothers and sisters, to find out who's really with him. We're showing you here that there is a time appointed and that time appointed should bring forth a certain response, brothers and sisters. God is not limited to our timetable. That's the key. When you find out what season you're in, you must know what to do in that season, brothers and sisters. That's why you have to stay close with the Most High. You must submit with the Most High. Excuse me, submit to the Most High. Because if you get in the season without the right information of what to do, you're going to be in you're going to be in a world of trouble, brothers and sisters. You're going to be in a world of trouble. Further proof about time and seasons. We're going to go to John eight and eighteen, brother Corey. I need you to examine this closely. They understood time in biblical time in biblical days. John eight. In 18, I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Now this is Christ, mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. Listen to what he's saying. Verse 19, Then said they unto him, Where is thy Father? Christ answered, Ye neither know me, 
nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. Christ was, listen, Christ was bold and he was smooth, brothers and sisters. Could you read that again from the top, brother? Verse 19. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Christ answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. He said, you don't know me or my father. Because if you would have known me, you would have known my father. Verse 20. These words spake Christ in the treasury, as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him. And what? And no man laid hands on him. Why? For his hour was not yet come. Why? For his hour was not yet come. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, we went here to prove that the times... And the seasons determine and dictate what course of action should be taken. See, he said no man laid hands on him. Why? Because it wasn't his time. See? Every season of our life is different. And in different ways come doing things determined by which season we're in. Brothers and sisters. See? Nothing happened to him. They didn't lay hands on him even though he was talking smooth. <laughs> He was talking smooth, like, you don't know me, and you don't know my father. It's evidence. See, and no one laid hands on him. Why? Because it wasn't that time. You seeing that, brothers and sisters? For his hour was not yet come. That's critical, brothers and sisters. Can you read those uh, three scriptures again, brother? John 8, verse 18. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Christ answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. These words spake Christ in the treasury, as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Why? For his hour was not yet come. Brothers and sisters, each season has a different way In which you must operate to accomplish things, brothers and sisters. And often, we are found out of course trying to force, brothers and sisters. Trying to execute a manual authorization, brothers and sisters. And what you have to learn is that God's timing is as as important as his will, brothers and sisters. God's timing is as important as his will. They are mutually reliant. Brothers and sisters, and we're going to show you that the timing matters just as much as what his will is, brothers and sisters. The purpose, the destination matters just as much as the timing, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to go to Exodus 2 and 11. We're going to show you Moses and how he had the purpose, but the timing was off. We're going to read Exodus 2 and 11. Exodus 2, verse 11. And it came to pass in those days, when Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren, and looked on their burdens. And he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian, and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him that did the wrong, Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intended thou to kill me, as thou killed the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. 
Now when Pharaoh heard, heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh. But what? But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. Now examine this, brothers and sisters. Because we now we understand he, he killed an Egyptian and then he fled into the desert, brothers and sisters, to hide. We need to show you something, though. We, let's show you how old he was when this happened, brothers and sisters. We have to go to Acts 7 and 23. Because what you're getting ready to learn is Moses got ahead of God when he killed that Egyptian, brothers and sisters. He tried to deliver the children of Israel before it was his right season. See? He had the right purpose, but he was in the wrong season. Let's show you how old he was. Acts 7 and 23. And when he was full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. And did what? And smote the Egyptian. So Moses was 40 years old when he smote the Egyptian, brothers and sisters. We know he ran into the wilderness. Let's show you how long he was hiding, brothers and sisters, after he killed an Egyptian. Let's go to Exodus 7 and 7, brothers and sisters, to show you. He had the right plan, but the timing was incorrect. Exodus 7, verse 7. And Moses was fourscore years old, and Aaron fourscore and three years old. When they spake unto Pharaoh. Read that again, brother, please. Verse 7. And Moses was fourscore years old, and Aaron fourscore and three years old, when they spake unto Pharaoh. Brothers and sisters, <clears throat> Moses was 80 years old when he finally came and spoke to Pharaoh. He was 40 years old when he killed the Egyptian. So it's showing you Moses acted premature in trying to fulfill God's will for his life. So are you seeing this, brothers and sisters? He lost 40 years because he was out of timing with the Most High. He was, trying to, he was trying to commit an act in the wrong season, brothers and sisters. See, he lost 40 years. The timing is just as important as the will, brothers and sisters. We can't speed up his timing, but we can certainly slow it down, brothers and sisters. We can certainly slow it down. Here we're reading the consequences of not waiting, brothers and sisters. Yes, he knew he was supposed to save Israel, help save Israel. But he tried to save Israel in his own time, his own way. And he lost 40 years off of his life, brothers and sisters. Went and hid for 40 years based on doing something that the Mossad didn't tell him to do. He thought he was doing right. Yeah, he just had the wrong timing, brothers and sisters. And we need our brothers and sisters to understand that it's important that you understand how to operate in time. That you understand the purpose of time and what your purpose is in the time. Because you only have a certain amount of time to fulfill the assignment that the Most High had purposed you. Brothers and sisters. Moses was four score years old. That's 80. Aaron was 83. To show you that Aaron was his big brother. Brother Corey, let's go to our last scripture, brother. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 11 and 3.
2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility. Through his what, brother? His subtility. So your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Brothers and sisters, one of the outstanding aspects of the gospel is its simplicity. Salvation costs you nothing, brothers and sisters. We make life harder than it has to be. There are biblical principles that if applied will make life simpler, brothers and sisters. An application indemnifies and ingratitudes us with godly favor. I fear that lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility. That our minds would be corrupted from the simplicity. See, it's very simple, brothers and sisters. We think that, you know, it has to be so deep and hard to be understood. No. The beautiful part of the gospel is its simplicity, brothers and sisters. That's the key, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson was the power of time and purpose, brothers and sisters, where we utilize the Bible to illustrate how to operate in time, what the importance of concerning time, and also purpose. Understanding that nothing transpires by accident. Nothing is coincidence. Nothing is chance, brothers and sisters. This will greatly help us understanding life, brothers and sisters. Why? Because many of us walk through life running into things, bumping, stumbling in the dark, roadblocks, and don't understand anything. And that leads to your frustration, brothers and sisters. The Most High doesn't want you to be frustrated. He wants you to get understanding, brothers and sisters. So we pray that the brothers and sisters listening to this broadcast go back on this, write down these scriptures. You pray on the information that you've learned, brothers and sisters. The power of time and purpose. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala. Kwam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more.